Walking Between Worlds is produced by Culturebound. Our purpose is to equip people to be effective in a language and culture different than their own. We don't necessarily agree with all the opinions expressed by guests on the podcast, but we highly value the conversation that takes place when we listen carefully to what one another is saying. To learn more about Culturebound, visit our website at www.culturebound.org. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Walking Between Worlds. Today we are continuing our series on vacation um, and we are going to be talking about the how Americans tend to approach vacation. Um, we'll contrast that a little bit with some of the stuff we talked about last week. Um, last week we gave some cross-cultural examples of how other cultures approach vacation differently. Um, but today we're going to mostly be talking about how Americans do it. We'll go over American core, um, some of the the patterns and the, the presuppositions that drive us as Americans, how that relates to vacation, how it might tie into rest, um, and ultimately dissect whether our patterns, our general way of approaching vacation is helpful for us or if it's not. Um, so thank you for tuning in. I'm Kylie Trout. Um, I am the creative director of Walking Between Worlds and I tend to bring a lot of questions to the table um, I usually question the questions afterwards and then <laughs> and guide the conversation. I try to, I try to guide the conversation a bit. <laughs> I'm Terry Steele. Um, I'm the resource guy. When there are questions, I do the research, uh, bring back uh, some information, and uh, generally have a lot of education behind that. And hello there. I'm Jacob, uh, producer. <laughs> uh, producer uh, of this podcast you're listening to. Editor, yeah, I tend to. I don't know what I do technically outside of that, besides being a part of the conversation. You're also, you know, a biblical. It's true, biblical studies well. and Bible yeah. nerd. When the when the conversation gets Bible-y, <laughs> Jacob is usually the main voice on that. <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about um, how Americans tend to approach vacation, and I want to open with this question: What is the point of rest? Specifically, what does a rested person do differently than an exhausted or burnt out person? They tend to be a bit more happier. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. At least I know. <laughs> they tend to be a little more efficient. Um, I know a number of people when they go away on vacation come back and they're visionaries. And so they see the next phase of the next year or years often come back with vision for where things are going. Uh, for me, I tend to vacation and come away with book ideas. When we're rested, what's our attitude like? Jacob's at happier. Our, our outlook towards life, I think we tend to be a little bit more hopeful, a little less cynical, et cetera, et cetera. And when we're exhausted, it's so much easier to let those icky, like unhealthy parts of ourselves shine through yeah, a little bit more. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Agreed. There's something to be said for being stressed out and how you deal with life then and how you are able to deal with those things mm-hmm. after you have a good long rest. For me, um, having a couple days off here and there, I tend to, my phrase to, to my wife is when she wants to make a decision after 8 o'clock, as I'll say, I'm not thinking right, I'm not in a good place to make decisions, can we talk about this in the morning? And inevitably, I have a completely different and healthier perspective on things. Uh, before 12 o'clock than I do after 8 o'clock. For sure. Yeah, we have a better state of mind. We're maybe more logical when we're rested. 
less um, irrational when we're A little when more we're hopeful as well. A little well. more hopeful, right. Yeah, for me it's a little bit more, I, I can dream and make sure the dreams are not crushed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We tend to make better decisions for ourselves when we're rested. Um, so there's all these benefits of rest. It's meant to accomplish something for us, for our health, for the way that we go about life. We go about it completely differently when we're rested versus when we are exhausted. Um, and my question after that is, does like what, first of all, what is our tendency as Americans with vacation? And does our, does, do those tendencies accomplish rest for us? Is, is that even what we set out to accomplish with vacation? I think for a lot of people um, in America, that is, um, that the goal is to get rest. Like, they're taking the days off to go get rest. Um, I think, I don't think that's any, any longer achieved, though. Mm-hmm. I don't think those same people who set out to go get rest from vacation are attaining that. As Terry put it, the, the common phrase we hear sometimes is, I need a vacation for my vacation. Mm-hmm. Um, that it isn't restful. That <laughs> there that are a few it nights. It takes so that much you work to, that yeah. it's, not, it's almost not worth it. Yeah. And, and there's almost the uncomfortable situation. Like, unless you, I guess my own example of it comes from camping, but unless you really actually enjoy camping, experience isn't all that great for you. Mm-hmm. You're sleeping either on a hard ground or, on a trailer bed, which unless you bought a really expensive trailer, the bed's probably not that great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and usually too short for some of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, it, it's, it's not a restful experience, even while in the midst of it. Or like you're getting bitten up by bugs, it's too hot. Uh, in our case in Oregon the past couple of years, there's been, there's been a fire ban. You can't even sit around a campfire and have a, a time to chill mm-hmm. and watch the fire and starry night and whatnot. Sure. It's, it's a fire ban too. So I think a lot of what vacation has become uh, in America isn't actually all that restful. Yeah. I would say there's a different focus. Um, like when our boys were young and my in-laws lived in Sacramento, we took the day to travel down. Now, my wife doesn't drive, so I would drive the entire thing one day. I'd be exhausted the next day. But then, you know, we'd hit the 110-degree heat, and you go, ooh, that's awful. And they have a swimming pool. And I would spend literally seven days with the family, and, you know, Mel would go out with uh, her parents, and they'd go antiquing or whatever. Uh, the boys and I would stay and swim. Um, the boys are old enough now, and my in-laws no longer live in Sacramento, that we're doing basically a staycation, mm-hmm. but we are going to all these locations. You say, oh, that's exhausting. Again, all the driving. You're right. But in this case, it is for the purpose of being together as a family and mm-hmm. letting our boys have something more than sitting at home and playing on their iPad, you know, going to parks, going to uh, aquariums, going to... Uh, uh, outdoor things, trying to show Sam uh, Mount St. Helens and, Mm -hmm. you know, show him all the eruption. He says, can we go see that? I'm like, yeah, we're going to go see that, uh, Mm -hmm. hopefully. And it's going to be exhausting for me, but it's going to be things that are memory makers for the boys. And it's intimacy with the family that is worth the exhaustion to do that. Because I'm not working full time this summer. I have, I I can take vacation time to actually rest Mm -hmm from the events that we do. Mm-hmm. And it's worth it because that builds a bond 
Yeah. And I think that's, that's another aspect of vacation we haven't talked about a whole lot is that they are memory makers. <laughs> we like some of my biggest memories are when we've gone away from the normal and now I have something interesting to remember, <laughs> you know, and, and, and those are the, the foundations of my relationship with my siblings, with my parents, et cetera. Um, I think there's a different side of that where vacation becomes more about sensation seeking yep. or um, gaining status mm-hmm. or going somewhere that is really popular mm-hmm. or, um, for lack of a better word, more bougie. Um, where it's this huge, huge expense that we go out of our way to save up for, and then we go on the vacation, we have all the Instagram pictures, all of that, and then it didn't didn't really accomplish anything for us. Maybe it's a cool memory, but if it was about, if it was about the status, then that's what we're getting out of it. It's not, it's not beneficial to us past that. Yeah, you can do that. And there are a lot of different reasons behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, but many times those memory makers are the major thing. The last time I did a major vacation, I was, oh goodness, that was 20 years ago. And it was going to Europe. Uh, my wife toured us around Europe. She's done it a lot. She speaks German fluently and a uh, little French um, with her parents. And it was for their anniversary. And we went, the whole goal was my father-in-law wanted to see all these cathedrals. We saw some of the coolest Mm. cathedrals in Europe. And the important thing was a few years later, he passed away. Mm -hmm. And that's a memory that we all can hang on to that was very special. Yeah. 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 Exhausting. Yeah. And that's a really meaningful experience. Yeah. That's great. And like the thing about, I think, our American mindset about it is that um, it's the celebrity behind it. Yes. The popularity contest that yep. we put ourselves into, you know, if, especially if you're if you're not a believer or, um, you know, that's more important to you, gaining status, gaining popularity than than building those meaningful memories. Yep. And then all of that meaning is lost when we go on vacation. So that's kind of the, that's the point I'm trying to make. <laughs> yeah. And again, different elements for the Americans and vacation yeah mm-hmm. no question mm-hmm. um so what do you do if your if your times of rest or the times you're setting aside for rest aren't actually restful and you walk away with that man i need a vacation from my vacation feeling are you talking about like how do you change it or like yeah what okay. what do we need to do differently if that's our general like feeling after going on a big vacation or is it worth or like terry said is it worth the exhaustion to have the memories and many times the answer is yes, and many uh-huh. times the answer is no. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I think the idea of a vacation has, or maybe the outcome of a vacation has changed from being a time of rest to more so a time of adventure. Um, totally. That it's not uh, necessarily for the sake of finding rest anymore. It's for the sake of creating memories, and that's a good thing. That's a very good thing to mm. have. Um, but it's not but if we go with the desired outcome of getting rest i don't know if we've like we've talked about we don't find that because we're actually getting in time of experience of memories and of adventure that's a lot of work but the outcome is so worth it but for the sake of rest yes i think there needs to be a pause if that's your desired outcome you need there needs to be a pause 
a reconsideration and self-reflection mm -hmm. of how you receive rest. Is that with people? Is that alone? Is that you going, in, in our case of being in Portland, Oregon, is that going two hours west to the coast and camping for a week? Mm -hmm. Or is it staying at home and just taking the week off and going out and to different spots in the nearby vicinity mm -hmm. um, and having more chill nights in and more days free to maybe get caught up in chores, maybe even just play a video game that you've been wanting to work through or work through a book mm -hmm. or stuff like mm -hmm. that, where, I mean, the trend is called staycation, because um, it's based off the idea of what a vacation originally was supposed to be in time of rest. And so I think that's part of the way it should be changed because we all need rest to a degree. And we all get that in different ways. So it requires a degree of self-reflection. Yeah. I think part of my perspective around vacation is I have awful FOMO. Terrible mm, fear of missing yep. out. I... Like, I want to have experienced everything. And so yep. when you said vacation is about adventure, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. when I'm thinking, oh, I want to go somewhere, my sister and I have been planning like a little, it's an Oregon. I mean, we're, we live in Oregon, so go find somewhere new in Oregon to go and camp. Yeah. We've been planning a little, like, weekend trip. And every time every time we sit down and try to plan it, we're like, oh, my gosh, we, we should go here, 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 and here. And it's like, okay, we have like two days, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so we want to do everything. And that's a lot of the time what drives my planning process mm -hmm. is that I want to pack as much as possible into those couple of days because yeah. I, I don't want to miss out on any of it, <laughs> yeah. you know? So it is, is definitely um, the experience base and it's not necessarily centered around, okay, how much rest can I get out of this? Mm -hmm. Oh, geez. And how it's, it's a bummer to have FOMO. Because I have that. Yeah. While also being an introvert. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's like my entire existence. <laughs> where it's like, oh, I need a day to myself where I'm just playing the video game I want to work through or some other video game. But also, all my friends are going to go out and do this. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And, and so I you can't miss yep. out on that. Yep. Oh, uh, yeah. Yep. An introvert that thrives off relationships. <laughs> And doesn't want to be around people. <laughs> uh, it's a tough place to be. It is tough. It is tough. Send us a message if you relate. <laughs> yeah. It gets back to this whole idea of redefining terms. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Where we need to look at what actually gives us rest. And yeah. if you want to take vacation time, which is a business way of talking about it, which John was here, um, for those just a week off to take a staycation, I think that's justified. I think it just need there needs to be a redefining of what vacation is and rest is. And if for you, if you come to the conclusion and that's the same thing, great. But are you then designing your vacation time to also be that time of rest? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. For us, we try to, uh, after a big event like going to the coast, we try to build it so that we can have uh, at least half a day later where we can just sleep in a little mm -hmm. and, and do that type of stuff. I think one of the big things for us with both our boys being autistic, uh, regularity is a big thing for them and being able to sleep in the, being able to sleep in their own bed is really important to their mm -hmm. mental health. And, um, and so, yeah, we, we actually make sure that we're coming home at a decent hour. So we'll, we'll get up at really early in the morning to get things rolling 
um, in order to get home in time. And so there is some rest built into that. And often, like I say, the day after is a rest day after an event day so that you are getting that in. Does mm-hmm. it allow us to go for the big events like Disneyland or whatever? No. Um, but that's not the goal right now. Mm-hmm. The goal is to actually enjoy being together. Again, my wife says, let's make a memory for the boys. Yeah. And I think that's a great example of modifying what maybe is socially expected for a vacation in order to fit what your needs are. And again, our needs are, most people don't understand the world that we live in. Right. Um, where it's, you don't have time off Mm-mm. ever. So um, even at night, you, you got to get to make sure they're all right. Um, so having a chance to sleep in, you know, if, even if it's like, Mel, you sleep in, I'll get up with the boys. Or we exhaust them so much they sleep in. That's really mm-hmm. good. <laughs> mm-hmm. But we've had to learn that over, you know, 18 years of, of being parents. Right. And it's not, it's not going to be everyone's experience, not at all. But it is for us. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, you figured out what works for you, though, because you know what rest looks like. And going back to what Jacob is saying, we have to know what is actually restful for us because it differs from person to person. Yep. And then how can we actually incorporate that into our designated rest times, <laughs> whether yes. it's vacation or just mm-hmm. taking a day off or whatever mm-hmm. it looks like? How can we actually incorporate that? Um, like for me, Part of my rest in a in the day to day is working in my garden, yep. taking a nap, and spending a little bit of time alone, either journaling or, you know, playing on my phone or whatever it is. You know, if I'm not incorporating that into my day, it is that much more exhausting to just like huh. keep going. <laughs> okay. Um, in the long term, what does that like? What does that look like? How do we incorporate some of those restful things into our into our vacation time? Sorry, you repeat the question. Yeah. Um, so there are certain things that I will incorporate intentionally into my day because they are restful for me, mm-hmm. especially as someone on the introverted side, needing time to myself. And what I do when I have time to myself is important to me and feels restful. Is Are there ways we can incorporate those things or what does it look like? This is kind of just a rhetorical question anyway. Oh, okay. But for anyone who's listening or for us, how can we incorporate those restful patterns, those restful things for us? into our vacation or our time of rest mm-hmm. or just make them more regular. We've talked a lot about Sabbath and how that's a pattern this yeah. series. How can we make that an intentional part of our life? Yeah. Yeah. I think, gosh, that's, that's really what's behind it is that part of what makes vacation not wrestle right now. It's cause it's not a rhythm. It's not something we're regularly stepping into. I think when wisdom becomes or not wisdom, when rest becomes most effective is this, we have a rhythm for it. Kyla, you mentioned it, that like you incorporate a bit of rest into your day every day. That for me is the more effective way of doing rest rather than a once a year week long vacation. Agreed. Mm-hmm. It's because it's a regular practice. It's a regular yep. thing, yeah. rhythm that your body knows all right, here is when I'm going to step into the time of rest. Yeah. This yeah. is, I know I'm going to get filled up as opposed to working 365 days with no break except mm-hmm. for this one week. That's mm-hmm. not a rest. Mm-hmm. That's a crash. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And it allows me to treat vacation as adventure time. Yeah. Yep. Basically. Yeah. I think less vacation and more regular rest, I know for, for us, 
one of the things I've discovered with Mel is that she needs something different than I do. She needs mm-hmm. social time. I need alone time. Um, and so, um, like tomorrow night, she said, hey, can I go with the girls? And I'm like, I'll even take you there. And you stay out as late as you want to. I've got the boys. And it's, it's a rest. It is a rest that I can give to her. And that's when you're dealing with a marriage or with a family that serving one another. Um, I know it's not going to be rest for me, but I don't mind being around the boys. I don't mind having daddy time. Mm-hmm. And that can be really fun um, within the realm of allowing them to have a memory maker with dad. Mm-hmm. And for her, she comes back and she's feeling so much more refreshed because she needs that. Um, oftentimes what will happen is I'll, I'll go to study in my chair and I'm not doing it in the study at this point. I'm doing it with the boys in the main room and I suddenly close my eyes and I'm out for an hour and the boys are fine and, you know, they need something. They come tap me on the shoulder and it's, mm-hmm. you know, you go, well, it was an incidental rest. I guess so. But again, it's time with the boys. Okay. So I have to say this. The funny thing is I tend to snore. I do sleep with, <laughs> with a CPAP. And so I'm in my reclining chair and I woke up, snorted, and um, Mel was talking to our oldest, Josh, who is a little, he's quite inhibited with his words, uh, has a hard time with words. And um, Mel will say, so did daddy make noise? Yes. Can you show us how daddy make noise? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. It was so awesome. Awesome. <laughs> and again, it's a memory maker. Have fun editing that. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised it didn't peak. <laughs> it didn't peak the mic somehow, so we'll see how that turns out. Uh, my imitation post. of Josh imitating me falling asleep. <laughs> uh, that's great. We talked about this last week, um, but w- there was a conversation of celebration culture. Yes. Uh, that I want to revisit in terms of American culture because we talked about it as that we don't have it here in America. Hmm. Even the 4th of July, not everyone takes off. Mm-hmm. And that for me was like our biggest celebration culture moment. I think it was like Sweden, right? Oh, yeah. As a specific day that everyone gets off. No one's working. It's, that a, it's day. not, it's more than a day. It's like a month. It's, it's like a like month. Yeah. Weeks. And, how much of a celebration culture that is in America. The closest thing I think we have is independence day or spring and winter break during true when, but that's only for school aged kids. Yeah. That's only for school aged kids. I Cause think, it's not a break for parents. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> no, no. I think independence day is the closest we get. It's a paid holiday here. So we get it off. And if it's on the weekend, we get the, the Monday off. Mm hmm. Uh, most businesses are closed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say most because you still have most chains that are open. Safeway's still open. Fred Myers is still going to be open. Fast food places like McDonald's, Burger King, Taco Bell are all going to be open. Mm-hmm. But more of the local businesses are closed for that day. And what's sad about it is that that's as close as we get, we get to celebration culture. Yeah. All of our big corporations are still running. Yeah. Because we can't, I don't know, it's part of American culture that we don't, celebration culture or a celebration as a core value kind of got pushed to the side. No question. Where we don't, like, there's a reason why America, America suffers with so many different, I think, mental disorders and unrest and 
Hmm. everything we're seeing now why because yep. everyone's in a state of burnout it's to some degree yeah, or another that's definitely a, a yep. large portion of that because issue. rest <laughs> and celebration is not our core values it's you work it's weird how we then try to take that and base it in a biblical background that mm-hmm. there's a lot of american christians that i know of uh that i've seen who view the Ten Commandments as nine commandments and one really strong suggestion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to put it in uh, one pastor's words. I can't yeah. remember the pastor's name right now, but it's not my words, just to make that clear. Nine commandments and one really good suggestion. Yeah. And the same pastor went on to elaborate. He's like, if I got caught doing any of these nine, my, posi- my position is gone. I'm caught not following the Sabbath and taking time to rest. I'm patted on the back. Yep. Oh, yeah. Because I'm dedicated to the ministry. Technically speaking, talking to my Adventist friends, they say, you do Sabbath better than we do because we work on the Sabbath because it's church. You guys actually take Saturday off mm-hmm. and then work on Sunday. Some do. Yeah. Because I would say, I would say, because like one of the mega church pastors here in Portland, when they started following Sabbath regularly, they had to stop continuing to rehearse their sermon on Saturday. Wow. Um, and I don't think that pattern is different than most pastors. I'm sure pastors are working on, some, most pastors work on their sermon mm. up until they give it that Sunday morning. We've got a we have drought of rest. We have a drought of rest, and we... we it, what's sad for me is that we see then this core value affect most most churches, not all, interpretation of scripture. And that's what's sad to me is that we we in a sense we go against the commandment put in Deuteronomy to observe uh the Sabbath, because remember the time in Egypt when you worked under Pharaoh under extreme labor conditions. Mm-hmm. The Sabbath is a gift. But instead, to most people, taking a day off, even from household chores, because that's the thing. In America, it feels like you work five days a week, and then Saturday and Sunday are still work because you're doing all the household chores you missed during the week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even to take a Saturday off, you don't do any yard work, you don't clean up the house, you don't dust, you don't vacuum, you don't sweep. Heck, maybe you don't even wash the dishes. If you do that on a consistent basis, there might be some people who would say that's an example of laziness that the Bible calls out. Mm. But how much of that is based off of an actual biblical exegesis as opposed to a biblical eisegesis? Yeah. Where that's being read in because of the culture that America has that doesn't put rest and celebration mm. necessarily yeah, Are we at interpreting its it that way because of our culture? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So bottom line, we need rest. <laughs> we need it. We are not actually designed to work 24-7 every single day of the year. Mm-hmm. And having a cycle of rest in some form in our lives is valuable. Yes, correct? Agreed. Yes. Um, and we can, we should at least, feel at liberty to modify the way that we do vacation in order to allow for that. Mm-hmm. Um. If if you're approaching vacation as a time of rest, we can make modifications to that. Um, we don't have to bow to um, the, 
the thrill seeking or the um, gaining status because you were able to afford this super luxurious vacation. We don't have to do that. We don't have to try and control that part of it. Um, we're free to vacation however we want to <laughs> mm-hmm. and however best benefits our lifestyle. Um, and so as we wrap up this episode, um, I just want to make that the focus is that we have patterns ingrained in the way that we do things as Americans specifically um, that we don't we don't have to completely structure our lives around. We can acknowledge them, figure out what works for us, even if it doesn't work for culture and do it. Um, like Terry's saying, taking a staycation um, hmm. where you're able to sleep in your own bed and have that be a restful time um, or, you know, taking time during each day to have, you know, an hour, a half hour of rest, etc. cetera. Yep. Um, that's something that we're allowed to do. Um, and so, yeah, that's that's the heart that I wanted to get at with this episode, that we can do what we need. <laughs> we can we can. Mm-hmm take vacation to meet the needs that we have thank you for listening into walking between worlds today um we love having uh having you listen and be a part of this conversation i thank you terry and jacob for joining me today privilege as you know walking between worlds is produced by culture bound um culture bound provides language and cultural training uh, for those who work in unfamiliar cultures you can find out more about culture bound by visiting our website at culturebound.org and if you'd like to stay up to date with us, um, up to date with what Culturebound is doing, what Walking Between Worlds is doing, feel free to follow us. We're active on most social media platforms. Um, we're active on Facebook. You can look up our page. It's just Culturebound. And you can also look us up on Instagram and Twitter. Our handles are culturebound.org. This podcast is designed to be a conversation. We'd love to invite you to join in on that conversation. So if you have questions, comments, observations, concerns, etc something you want us to discuss um please send us an email at podcast at culturebound.org to join in on the discussion so thank you again for listening and we will see you next week